On this podcast clip, I had Investment Joy on to talk all about these different side hustle businesses that he's got going on, like owning different vending machines, owning laundromats, and all these boring things that have been making money a long time. So if you want to learn how those work and how you can make money owning vending machines and other things, watch this clip. So tell me about the economics of the car wash. Um, they're just, they're, they're everywhere. Um, we've been able to buy these two. We're negotiating two more deals right now. They, they're cash generators like laundromats, but from, from my perspective, they're easier to make even bigger. Because you think about the laundromat industry, for better or worse, it's declining. I th- think that you're going to see a lot of Ubers for laundry soon where you're just going to show up to people's houses. Dude, I would love to, that. You're going to pull everybody's laundry out. You're going to have branded boxes. You're going to take it to a laundromat because you can't really do it in your house. You need the commercial equipment that only a laundromat has. And then you're going to you're going to wash, dry, fold. You're going to deliver it back to the house and you're going to charge people 50 bucks a month. So I think that at some point laundromats are going to be on the increase in scale. I talked to one guy that has one laundromat and he's making 75 grand a month off it. One location, dumpy little laundromat. It's about the same size of what I have. Wow. And he's doing that. I'm like, okay, so I see where I can scale this with laundromat. But industry-wide, uh, over the past 10 years, laundromats have declined like 5.5%. Car washes, on the other hand, in the past 10 years have increased 12%. And this year, 2021, they expect that car washes are probably going to increase like 3%. One of the best years we've had in car wash, the car wash industry in years. And it's like people, It's growing because as people buy newer, nicer cars, they want to maintain them better. And car wash chemicals, the chemistry of it's getting better every year. So now you've got glass-type ceramic coatings you can apply to a car. Um, just some really great technologies coming out in car washes. And you're like, okay, I can increase my pricing. I can make more money by by instituting these different things and these uh, business process improvements. We Like our car washes, we've cut our... One of our biggest costs is, is water, and we've decreased water usage since we took it over by thirty five percent. If your main cost on a business is like is twenty percent of your revenue coming in has to go to water supply, and you cut that by thirty five percent, now you're down like fourteen, fifteen percent. Like I just made a thousand dollars, and we did we implemented a strategy with a car wash that cost us six bucks. Wow! We went through, it took us two hours, six dollars. We were saving about thousand dollars a month per location. Yeah, it's just incredible the amount of money we're saving right now so the the vending machines man i uh i look at them and i see these tiktoks and i say man like what what's up with these man uh for me it's not worth my time i don't think but someone like your caliber of course not but but prove me like why it's a good side hustle it's not even worth my time. Let's be honest. It's not worth, <laughs> it's my, worth your content. It's not worth my time if I wasn't producing content. Okay. Because so I've, I've got, what do, what I've got like make? three drink machines. The one in front of my laundromat right now is on pace to do $1,000 this month in gross sales. My cost of the drinks is about 30 cents a can. So my gross, my uh, of the 1000 that comes in, I'm going to spend 350 bucks on restocking it. I'm going to spend maybe another 25 bucks a month and everything else, repairs, repairs. You make 500 bucks on it. I'll make about 600, let's say 600 bucks okay. off that location. Now, the benefit that I have is I have a six-hour-a-day girl at my laundromat. She stocks it for me. Going and getting the drinks, restocking the machine, doing all that stuff probably takes three hours a week. Um, I just go in and once a week I get the money out of the, the, the machine. It takes like five so, minutes. So a normal person, let's just say they would be spending, you know, call it 10 hours a month on this business. On one machine. Yeah. And then so they make 60 bucks an hour. 
It would be less than that with one machine. Um, I'm making six hundred dollars. They're probably not spending. Oh, probably you're, that's spending. on all the machines. Yeah, because yeah. It, it. I guess the the long story short with vending is it has to be a scale issue. You have a hundred vending machines, and they're they're making like four hundred bucks a month net, and you're spending a thirty hour work week on it. Those numbers start to work look really really good. I've I've thrown out a bunch of numbers and I can't remember what I said, so I can't run the numbers in my head. But I think I've talked to some of the bigger vending machine guys, and they're making a hundred to hundred fifty dollars an hour doing a vending machine business. But I run into some people that they have like two machines, they spend five hours a week trying to deal with them, and they're making a hundred making, putting their pocket hundred dollars a month, and it's just not worth it. But once you start building a scale to vending machines, then it starts making a lot of sense. I mean, yeah, there's, statistically, you've got a chance that you're going to hit a really good location. I know guys that are pulling $2,500 a month per vending machine. What, so like your vending machines are in your laundromats, so you yes. don't have to pay rent or no. split. Uh, so what would you do if you're a normal person? I'd be like, yo, freaking Ryan, you got yeah. uh, this cool spot. Let me throw a vending machine in there. I'll split profit. Yeah. It depends on your negotiating skills. You yeah. know just as well as I do in real estate, it's less about like, oh my gosh, this house is beautiful or this house or this apartment complex, I could do something. It's mostly about building the deal out so it works. Mm -hmm. And with vending machines, it's just a microcosm of that. I know guys, um, there's a guy in Texas, uh, real close to here, his name's Jaime Ibanez, and he's got like 200 and some vending machines, if memory serves me right. And he's one of those guys that's on social media and everybody sees vending machines. He doesn't pay any money whatsoever to anybody to place a vending machine. Why? Because How does he get away with it? He's got a sales process. And I, I've read his sales process. He cold emails people. So and, I'm, I'm going to guess his sales <laughs> process, being a sales guy, is just saying, hey, by me adding a vending machine, you're going to get more traffic to your existing business. Yep. I'm doing you a favor. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he does. And he he closes a lot of sales. Has yeah. 200 I can see that sale. And, but, I love know. evaluating sales guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, I just like, I already know exactly what he did. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I've got a couple locations that we're working on right now because I just want to go and place a vending machine. So buddy, like, yeah, you can do it if you really want to. And so we just placed in a vending machine at one of my other laundromats just to see can a vending machine under a bridge make any money. And it's making like probably 400 bucks. Are, are these machines month. new or are they just e like? Everything I buy is used. A new vending machine right now runs five grand. What's if, a used one? 500 bucks? Yeah, five, 600 bucks. Yeah. You have to be a little bit mechanically inclined to fix some of the bad parts on it, but you can YouTube. None of them are digital. Like those old ones are just all mechanical. No, nah, there's some. There's a little bit of digital technology in there. It's not a lot. Because the new ones are all like credit cards yeah. and everything. You can retrofit a machine from 1980 with credit cards. Oh, okay. I, I've known, I've, I met a machine that was from 1980 and it was Wi-Fi enabled because you can go buy a screen, slap it on, have an EMV credit card reader, or you can do like tap to pay. Mm. Um, I've been talking to a company. They're trying to sponsor some of my stuff out of Canada. And they're like, they've got the retrofit kit for any vending machine. And it's tap to pay, mobile pay, mm. every everything under the sun. It runs off cell phone coverage. And yeah. it's nuts. It's just a retrofit kit for, for everything. Wow. So, I mean, any, it, it, it's a decent size. The vending business is pretty decently sized. Yeah. So there's a lot of technology that you can implement. But you have to kind of make the decision. Okay. So basically what I'm hearing is uh, the vending machine business, uh, not for me. It's pretty yeah, boring. Of course not. It sucks. No, um, you need to buy... You the car wash business, though, once you, that collapses. You, yes. Well, yeah, you, you could put together a car wash fund. I've thought about doing a car wash and laundromat yeah. fund. Anything yeah, laundromats, like too. Yeah. I, it, do, I do like the one thing you said about 
uh, the Uber of laundromats. Yeah. That excites me a lot yeah. because for sure, I've thought about this just with my current clothes. I'm like, dude, when I go get a dry cleaning, I hate dropping it off. I hate yep. um, my tailor that I have to go there and get tailored. Like, yeah. why can't they come to me? And like, I'm sure there are mobile tailors and stuff, but yeah. like, it's not a huge thing yet. But for sure, laundry, yeah. there's no reason it does, like, there's not a big go to yet. Yeah. And that's why I like one guy that does Uber for laundry. He's in one location. He has no desire to expand. Please, you show me a stale stats, 75K a month. And he does, he does pick up dry cleaning too. And I'm like, man, that's a good business model. And I realized that I, in my location in Southern Ohio, where I got my laundromat, I'm not going to scale to 75,000 a month, but I bet you there's enough geographic demand in with the demographics and everything. I bet you could do 35 grand a month off that location. I mean, yeah, I'm going to spend a lot of money on picking it up and delivering. And um, I don't know that's Uber, but there's a couple different uh, rideshare apps and they will just go and pick up stuff up for you. Yeah, Uber should do that. Like okay, that, maybe, maybe that, I'm... No, no, I mean, I... I'm certain they've had to have thought about it. Yeah. You know, I'm not, we're not the only guys to be like talking about this. Yeah. So there, I, I'd wonder why Uber isn't doing these services because if you think about it, you don't have to even have the laundromat. Why can't Joe Schmo go drive and pick up laundry and do it himself at his house? He could. But what's going to happen is you're going to find out really quick. That's why I, I like the laundry, laundromat infrastructure is what's going to happen is you're going to do like, 500 loads of laundry on your residential machine it's and it's going to it's going to explode and the machines that i have my laundromat i've got one machine that's rated for a hundred thousand cycles yeah i'm like yeah i mean it's an expensive machine it's a twelve thousand dollar single piece of equipment wow but it will so you think it's not scalable for a home person you could probably start it off that way but i just don't think you could do it. i think you have to have the laundromat infrastructure but I mean, like for somebody that wants to do a side hustle, like let's sure. just let's just say Absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna think this through. Me as the consumer, you know, I got a load of laundry. Let's just say it goes by the pound or something. Yeah, I don't that's know. that's the norm. That's the norm? Pound. Okay, cool. So you go by the pound and uh what's a typical by the pound price? Uh it's usually a, a dollar fifty per pound and almost everybody requires a ten pound minimum. Okay, so you're like at fifteen bucks, yeah. right? But for me to go pick it up and fold it and do it for you, we charge fifty. Yeah. So the guy that I actually saw his sales statistics, he was charging a 10 pound minimum, $15, $20 minimum surcharge. But it's like if you spent over $50 in laundry, he would waive all those costs because he's, I think he's it, making enough. He's making enough. And his average ticket size was like 63 or $64 per person. Because they're doing it in bulk. Yeah, they're doing it in bulk and they're just saving up their laundry and they just absolutely love it because they're not dealing with it anymore. And He's just absolutely making a killing on it. And he's yeah. about ready to close down all his other operations um, to, uh, in a self-serve laundromat to only focus on Uber for laundry. I like that and, because when I think about it, um, you know, if you're going to get a big laundry size, you're probably going after families. Yeah. Then um, I think about my wife, mine, my kids. It's got to be way more than 10 pounds, right? Like, Oh, absolutely. You know, like if I could... If I paid somebody a hundred bucks a week to do my laundry and it came back folded and rolling, yeah. bro, I'd be hyped. Yeah. And, and if you think about the cost that you'd save with it and then, you know what, we're a sub- subscription service now. You're going to be $250 a month and we're going unlimited. to do all, unlimited laundry. We'll do all your laundry. That. Dude, I would and, buy it today. And if you think about how many subscription services are there that are $250 a month, Maybe the the roof over your head subscription service, maybe your electric subscription service to keep the lights on. Yeah. Make two hundred and fifty dollars a month. That's a lot of money. 
on a subscription ticket. These these car washes, going back to the Express Automobile, they're 20, 30 bucks a month. And yeah. there's guys pulling a million dollars a month on rebills, rebill subscriptions. So it's like, oh, Uber for laundry could work. But it's like all these other harebrained ideas. I well, have. yeah. Well, I think when you look at this laundry service, there's two ways to go about it. The Uber for laundry is thinking about it, um, I think, not really in the Uber way, just like a laundry on demand. Like mm-hmm. you are the provider yeah. in your city, blah, blah, blah. Yep. The Uber for laundry is empowering normal people to use their washer and dryer yeah. to go do it for people. So like to me, the Uber idea, if you could become it, is like, you know, that's billions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you don't need any, you just create tech. Yeah. Uh, but the, you know, the building side of it, like you said, if this guy has a subscription service, I'll pick up all your laundry. Mm-hmm. You know, and you'd have maximums like, hey, you can only do it twice a week, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not coming every day. Yeah. Um, but, you know, put as much laundry as you want in it, right? Yeah. That would be a good business, dude. I think so. And that's all That's all my list of things to do. I wish I need more time to create. And with my real estate business, I'm trying to outsource all my management, all my, all my day-to-day operations so I can work on these bigger projects like Uber for laundry, home pickup and delivery. Uh, a couple, I got a couple other projects I'm working on right now. My my only fear with the um, tech side of Uber for laundry, you know, is like, man, the quality control of your people that are like, yeah, <laughs> all these people that I talk to, it's never on the wash dry fold side. It's never in processing the laundry. It's all in the driver. Really, they have problems with the drivers. Yeah, but I'm thinking, but there's I, a lot of liability too. There with, is, like, there is a clothes. lot because I see these guys with branded panel trucks, really nice vans, and they're going and they have an, a full time employee. They they're on a W two and they're doing this whole thing and they're paying corporate insurance rate. They monitor their driving policies. They do all that stuff. I'm like, why don't you just get Uber to do it? And they're like, but it doesn't have the brand recognition. I like people seeing my vans all over town. Right. I'm like, you can buy a truck you could find somebody that's on a 1099 that has a drive-by advertising business and i would bet between the liability and all those other costs it would be cheaper to buy somebody with a drive-by advertising business than it would be to retain that employee yeah well and so for me when i'm thinking about this you know obviously that that's like just a marketing thing but uh the liability with the clothes because like if i give you a whole bag full of clothes right Mm -hmm. How do I know? Like, like, where's the? Did how, you lose my clothes or how not? many socks have you guys yeah, lost this time? Well, and too, like, dude, what if you, you know, did a Louis Vuitton shirt, right? Yeah, and there's there's insurance that I do believe that you can get for those kinds of things, because I, yeah, I run into the guys that have a twenty five hundred dollars suit that needed dry cleaned, and they just it's gone, and I mean those things happen, but I would say out of the the concerns and the scared to death issues that I run into laundromat people um, that are doing drop-off and um, home pickup and delivery for laundry, that's kind of like 10% of their complaints and their concerns. 90% of it's with the drivers. Right. Or the, the the off chance to get broken into some of the other things. Yeah. Probably not 90%. Yeah. Thanks for watching that clip from the Ryan Pineda Show. If you want to see the full interview, you can actually find it in the link below. Make sure you're also subscribed on both YouTube and Apple Podcasts.